Hello, brothers and sisters. Uh, I don't know when this video is going to get posted, but today is Martin Luther King's birthday, Monday. And I had a few things on my heart I really wanted to share. Uh, some of it is some of the revelation I received a couple of Sundays ago, which part of it I, I shared uh, at the mic. But uh, another thing is, there's a couple other things that I believe God has been putting on my heart to share. And hopefully it'll be an encouragement or a, a for you uh, and the Holy, you can be the judge of if it's helpful or not. But, you know, we are in tumultuous times and who knows what this week is going to bring. But before I start, I really did want to proclaim again as we've been doing at church, Isaiah 60, verse 18, to make this proclamation that no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Amen. And we just pray that that would be the case. But if you're like me, and I, I have times when I'm fine with what's going on as far as my own heart, trusting in God to be who he is, a good, good father, and he loves me and cares for me. But there's other times when I'm not quite as settled, and I'm, I presume that a lot of you are in the same way, in the same boat. But what God had showed me a couple Sundays ago is when I was going driving to church, were the trees and along the road and the vines that were in them. And, and before that, before I left, I was sitting and taking some quiet time in our family room, looking out our big windows into the garden where I've had, I've planted levels of shrubs, which are cover for the birds and a, a bird feeder, which brings them in. And, when I was sitting there, I remembered the line from the movie, The Field of Dreams, if you build it, they'll come. And it was at the time a reference to, I think from in my own heart, what I was hearing was that if we open our hearts uh, to the movement of the Holy Spirit, to God as our Father, to Jesus as our brother, that he will uh, come that if, if we open our hearts. And I think the emphasis for that is things that we have to do. And it's true. We do have to open our hearts and receive all that God has done for us, all that Jesus has accomplished for us by his death on the cross and his resurrection. Then the follow-up to that was the seeing the trees and the vines and uh, what God had showed me, I think, real briefly in my mind's eye was not the tree. I, I saw the trees, but I also saw the trees morph into a cross. And clinging to the cross were the vines that I was seeing in the woods. And <laughs> these were uh, vines clinging to the cross. And these were... I believe, a representation of us uh, as we uh, cling to Jesus, uh, we can be assured that we are in a safe place, that we are supported, that we are loved. 
And I think that was that was important to, to see. And the fact that I alluded to the fact that some vines like ivy, English ivy, when they're vertical, they don't produce fruit when they're lying prostrate on the ground. But when they climb up a structure or climb up a tree, uh, they'll flower and fruit and produce seeds and multiply. So there's some you know good things to think about there. But one of the things, and I'm not sure I said it, but one of the things that God, I believe, was actually wanting to say that may have been even more important, at least to me, was the fact that that although we do, we ha we if we make a place, he'll come. If we open our hearts, open the eyes and ears of our heart to receive him, we come. And he comes. But the thing that I thought was more important was the fact that... Uh, Again, when we look at what Jesus had to say in John 14, you know, uh, and Rob had spoken to this a couple of weeks ago as well, the disciples prior to 14 were, were troubled because uh, he's saying he was going to go away and he, they were wondering, where's he going to go? Uh, he said one of them was going to betray him. So there was a lot of turmoil going on that night at dinner. So, Jesus begins chapter 14 with, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In a very familiar passage, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And I think this is the critical thing that Jesus has gone before us. He has made a, a way. He has made a place in the Father's heart for us. He lived his whole life abiding in, 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 in his Father. You know, he was held in the bosom of the Father is where he lived all the time, as it tells us in Scripture. And he was never rattled. Uh, in spite of attempts on his life, in spite of, you know, being tossed about on an open boat and being able to sleep, uh, which is hard to imagine. But he was in that place of rest because he knew his father. He knew how much he was loved. He knew what, you know, God had given him him to do, and he was going to going to accomplish that but he was living in that place and it's that point i believe that if we will open our hearts to to hear the same thing that that jesus had made has made a place for us by his death and resurrection he has made a place for us in the father's heart too and in that relationship in that being a son and daughter living in close contact and close communication and with union through Jesus living where Jesus lived in the Father, we can come into that place. And in that place, we have joy, we have peace. And in spite of all the turmoil that's going on, we our hearts can be at rest because we have trust in someone who is utterly trustworthy. 
because he has proven over and over again how much he loves us. I had another scripture pop into my uh, vision or eyes this morning as I was taking some time. And it was in Jeremiah 31. It's verse um, 25. And Jeremiah is telling the Jewish people, God is saying, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And it was, it was, a, it was just a simple verse, you know, out of uh, all the other context of that scripture passage, but it brought such a comfort, you know, and that's the kind of comfort that I really believe that God is wanting to us to experience on a regular basis. Uh, it's just so good. It's so life-giving and so grounding to be grounded in that love of the Father for us, his children. And I've said this before, and I wanted to, to speak it again. It's the, the simple verse from 1 John 2, 6. And John writes, Whoever claims to live in Jesus, to live in him, must walk as Jesus did. The verses before that tells us that something that we have heard many times, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you are a disciple of Jesus, then you'll obey. You know, if you know him, you'll obey him. And knowing is is loving him. You know, it is the more we love him, the more we know him, the more we love him. And if we live in him, John said, we must walk as Jesus did. And I always thought this was amazing. How do I walk as Jesus did? Do I walk in miracles? Do I walk in, in um, you know, gifts and all the other things that we see Jesus doing? Do I walk in love like Jesus walked in love? And I don't do it like Jesus did it. I do it imperfectly. You know, I do it to the with the grace that he gives me every day to walk in the things that he's given me to walk out. We all have different, you know, missions. We all have different uh, assignments that we that God has given us. But do we do it as Jesus does it? No, I don't think so. Not perfectly like he did it. But what's he getting at? But one of the things we can do, we can walk as Jesus walked. How did Jesus walk? Jesus walked out his ministry, his life here on earth, as a son. As a son. And that's, I believe, is what he's wanting us to consider. Is walking in that place of sonship. Which again is our inheritance. We have it through salvation. We have it through the Holy Spirit pouring the love of the Father into our hearts that we can cry out, Abba, Daddy. And that's what Jesus did every day. He didn't do anything that he didn't see his Father doing. And we can live out of that place too, to the grace and the revelation that he gives each one of us. 
So I'd just like to end, it's kind of long, but I, I think I would just like to end to pray for myself and for you today and for this week as, there, as there's lots of things going on. We're still dealing with COVID, of course. There is a lot of turmoil and our hearts might not be at rest, but we can rest in the arms of our Heavenly Father. That's where Jesus rested. We are in Jesus as his son, as his as his uh, uh, disciples, as the uh, as we who are joined to Him because of our commitment to Him. So, Father, I just pray that we would come into that place, that you would open the eyes and ears of our heart to experience, Father, to know you through experience of you loving each one of us right now that you would come, that you would bring your peace, you would bring your comfort into those places in our hearts that are struggling, maybe stressed out, wondering what's going to go on, how am I going to deal with all this? Father, would you come, would you send your Holy Spirit to send your comfort, to send your comforting love into each heart, listening to this. I thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. I thank you for your love for each one of us, that you are holding each of us, and you know who we are, you know where we live, and you are not way up in heaven, distant and separated from us. If you, if you have called Jesus your brother and live with him, then he resides in you. And he has promised us that where he is, he has prepared a place for you where he lived. And that was in the bosom of the Father. So, Father, thank you for that. Thank you for your, um, your word. Thank you for all that you're doing in our church, in our nation. We pray for peace as we go out here today and we, we just we thank you for the for freedom that we have in Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.